Okay, uh, this is episode five, isn't it? Yes, it is. Why am I saying that to myself? Fifan, the Out Picture podcast, begins again. And we are now coming to you live from London Town. <sighs> Too many people here. I um, I saw someone fall over yesterday and uh, it took a while for people to pick them up. I think that's how busy people are. There is a an old saying that if you do fall over in London, people will just walk over you. That wasn't quite the case yesterday, but someone did fall over and yeah, they um, they took a while picking them up. That's all I'll say. So if you get knocked down, get up again. Um, I'm in a brilliant mood. I'm recording this in my friend's house. It's in Camden. Um, I'm using um, new equipment. I bought the smallest microphone known to humans. Basically, if you were to watch a interview with two mice, they would probably hold this microphone. One of them would just hold it in their paw. Um, I don't know how that works. Does it actually work? Could a could a, a mouse hold? Can they hold? They hold cheese, but cheese is kind of easy to hold, really, isn't it? You know. Um, although never used in sport, you know. You never see like the che- oh yeah, you do. You see the cheese the cheese roll. They do this thing in um, in a place in England called Cheddar. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they they roll. I think they roll down a a big roll of cheese down a down a hill. Seems a bit weird though, doesn't it? That's a bit like getting a corv and just hitting your family around the head with it, or wearing it as a uh, you know the big failure corv. Maybe wearing it as a travel pillow. Surely someone's done that, haven't they? big long flight and you just put the corve around your neck be quite nice actually if it was cool and maybe the plane got too warm I always find that with planes they always get really hot don't they to the point where you're nearly asleep and then they do that kind of and uh, you don't know what's going on and then you wake up out of this kind of sleepy stupor you know like um you got a bit of like drool like dribble i don't know what the swedish word is drabble um down your chin and you're like oh we won like that um i don't really with the kids and that um they sometimes you know wake up during the night with with nightmares you know often because you know, I'm there in a mask going, Halloween game early. No, I'd never do that. Um, they um, they often wake up, but um, and they scream out weird stuff. You know, like um, socks and bags, socks, pens, and bags. It's almost like they've got a little list of stuff. Um, and that's another thing I don't like to listen to is people talking about their dreams. So let's not. Uh, You know, the dream thing. Oh, my God. Um, So uh, I'm in London. I'm doing a show. This will come out Thursday. So I'm doing it today 
it's uh, sold out, uh, which is fun, which is kind of cool. Um, it's been kind of pretty funky, pretty funky. All right, dude. Um, yeah, it's been pretty funky. Um, I'm going to stay with it. I know you're thinking, you're, you know, you're sitting at the moment, aren't you? You're sitting? I don't know. Um, maybe you're running. Be, I don't know. If, is this the podcast to listen to when you run? I don't know. If it is, and if you're running at the moment, just keep going. Never give up. Never grow up, actually. I don't see the point in growing up. I think, um, I mean, obviously, grow up. You know, start using the toilet properly, using manners, being a nice person. But you don't have to um, be a serious dick, you know. I think there's too many serious dicks. Um, I think what we need to do is just continue that joy that you have in life. I know we've we've started this heavy. I know that I'm I'm fully aware that this isn't. Um, but I want it to be inspiring as well. That's the reason I do this podcast, just to speak to someone. You know, I'm a very very lonely man, um, and uh, I have friends. But I prefer my friends to be miles away listening to me in headphones, sitting there on the bus doing a little chuckle, (laughs) that kind of laugh. I actually got that the other day from somebody. Somebody said the podcast makes them laugh and it's quite hard laughing on the bus. Fair play. I do like the bus. um, I've never been a big taxi fan, you know, as form of transport. I always feel it's a bit of a rip-off and always get in arguments, especially in New York. But um, big bus fan, big bus fan. Although not a big fan of the bus toilet. A lot of Swedish buses, not the local ones, obviously. I mean, that'd be a bit weird if it was just going for 15 minutes and someone decided to have a bice down the back Um, in, in, in this toilet, obviously. Not just there. Um, but I, um, I, I do think it's kind of weird with the, um, with the toilets on the long, the, the long, long drives, you know, because you, you basically, you have to be a hobbit with wet weather gear on to come out dry, you know, um, I think there's those, those signs that like sit down and do your business. Don't try and, you know. It's basically, you know, like when you're, for for a man anyway, I can only speak for a man at this stage because, you know, I haven't um, yet thought about any kind of change for myself, um, more, more change for my family, really, if I decide. Yeah, it's a bit like you're standing there and then a hose just goes on, you know, the hose for the garden. And you're just like, and and the, and the bus. It, it seems, you know, the time when you go in there that the bus kind of, you know, cuts shaking. So that that's that's why I'm, you know, not a, a massive fan of the toilet on the bus. Um, weird things have happened uh, transport-wise this week. I um, I noticed that the, an SAS flight from. Stockholm to New York, I think, or Chicago, um, had a, an emergency landing um, because a coffee machine started smoking. And, you know, 
the Swedes. And I actually do a joke about um, when I went to Hualeftio. You know that place? Hualeftio. Um, and we hit some turbulence, and then they did the announcement in Swedish, like, nah, 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 and then they changed to English, saying, we don't, we can't serve coffee on this flight due to the high winds. That's one of my jokes. And it kind of, sort of, came true. That's a weird thing, isn't it, in life? And I think, I think now, I think that's the best kind of comedy, you know? That stand-up comedy that makes you go, Shit, yeah, that's kind of true. Yeah, that's happened to me. Um, you don't have to do it in that voice, but it does help if you've got that voice in your head. And if you're listening on headphones, you have got that voice in your head. Be aware, the person opposite you is looking at you. Um, so I, um, and then I did the flight over. I went, I flew from Arlanda to, uh, London Heathrow. And that was, a, a very, very calm, cool flight, everything going well. Then we got into some traffic, which I find very bizarre when the pilot says we've hit some traffic, um, in the, in the London area. It feels like we're, you know, behind another plane going beep, 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 or, you know, like a uh, air rage kind of thing, you know? Um, and what they did was, um, we, we circled like, like a seagull over a hamburger bun and, uh, we waited and we waited and then he said, oh, we're okay. There's no winds. It's a nice, calm day. So we'll be landing in, you know, 10 minutes. So we start, he, he push, he takes it out of, um, reverse and then we're off and then we just hit the wind hit some kind of bumps that kind of bump you know that air bump where the plane just kind of goes and you kind of drop you feel like you're dropping you know like it's a james bond movie and you've jumped out with a with a pillowcase to save you um jump down um and everyone kind of went very swedish kind of like that and there was a woman next to me and it was one of those classic, let's call it a classic Swedish journey, shall we, where we hadn't spoken at all to each other. But while we're getting ready to land, there was a moment when we started chatting. You know that Swedish, you haven't spoken to someone for the six-hour journey, and then in the last three minutes you go, ooh, ooh. And she did the question, which I thought was always awesome on a plane. She asked me, where are you going? And I felt like saying, "Well, isn't this is this is the Jamaica flight, isn't it?" Um, but you know, rather than being a super dick, I decided to go with the probably the same place as you, <laughs> which came out even worse and made me look uh, even more stupid. But I'd only had like maybe a minute, two minutes of talking with her, chatting with her. And then we hit some, we hit the plane really kind of dipped. Then it all came to me and I realised that this lady didn't like flying. She wasn't a flan, flan? She wasn't a flan, not a flan. She wasn't a, a, what is a flan? A flan is a cake, isn't it? It's a flan. No, she wasn't a cake. So she wasn't a fan of flying. Try saying that when you've had two Zambukas. Are you a fan of fly? Flan, flanny flying? Are you flanny flying? 
Are you Fanny Fly? Are you flying the Fanny? Fanny, 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 Fanny. That's not funny for any Fanny fan. Um, and she got quite scared. There was a moment there where I was just going to hold her hand, but I didn't. I don't have any regrets because the plane kind of, kind of stopped shaking and everyone said. But I just thought maybe that might be a bit weird. I saw her hand and she was like properly like, whoa, this is scaring me. Like closed her eyes and I thought, wouldn't it be nice if I just held her hand? And then I thought, you know, you don't want to be arrested with the police waiting for you um, through charges of, you know, some kind of hand assault. So I decided against it, and then we landed, and uh, and then I walked around the, the the town of London. It's a cool place. I couldn't live here. Really can't live here. I really, really do love Sweden. I love the the size of Sverige is great, and um, but London is just it is chaos. You know, I know there's a there's a lot of people that live in. Like uh, knee sherping or nor sherping or yon sherping or sherping sherping, who say, you know, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't live in that damn Stockholm. I couldn't live there. It's crazy. Um, and I, I, I get that. I get that with London. You know, um, I just, it's just too, it's too full on. You know, people falling over, taking like ten seconds to pick people up. You know, um, it's too full on, and people are always on a little mission. They're always, I gotta get there, gotta get there. Oof, oof, oof. You know, um, just chill out. You know, that's what I've sort of been thinking about this whole week. You know, um, I started the tour again. Um, had two really, really fun shows. I did um, a show in Yon Sherping, which is which is always great. You know, always fun. Um, Last time I was there, I asked the question of um, what's the best thing to do in uh, Jan Sherping, and someone wrote um, Linda, and it was written by her new boyfriend called Richard, and I say new boyfriend, probably former boyfriend, let's be honest, you don't bring that out in public, but we did talk about the um, uh, the new traffic situation they have there, if if you get a chance... Um, Google Molendral, I think it's called, or Roland Mal, uh, Jan Sherping new uh, road system. It costs 22 million kroner. It is the most confusing road situation I've... Uh, I mean, basically, what happened was one of the councillors came back from Amsterdam and said, look at this, I've smoked this and the world looks a bit different try it and they all went and then they went you know what we should do let's make a 22 million road that freaks everyone out like buses go through the middle we can have naked hobbits dancing and everybody was like yeah man let's do it um and they've done it and and it's it's just the funniest thing ever it's just so crazy and i think it was because that the bus could save 14 seconds or something like that 14 seconds um and they've done all this change so it it's absolutely mad um also popped into the matchstick museum that was fun uh, although shut um someone had 
Put Out the Flame or something, which is one of my favourite ever songs. This will surprise you. Here's a here's an exclusive as I drink a bit of water in a in a way that doesn't look unprofessional or sound. Oh, I went a bit slurpy. Didn't mean to. Um, yeah, basically, um, Eternal Flame by the Bangles, you know. What a tune. What a beautiful song that is. I mean, I think we all try to be cool, don't we, with our music. You know, we all try to, you know, tell you, yeah, I mean, I liked, you know, a band can have an album out and you're like, no, I liked it when I heard them on karaoke. You know, that's when I heard them. You know, I was... I. I was really into them early on. I was I was into them before they were a band. Um, they yeah. I, I mean I I don't like their latest stuff, and we always try and do that. But then secretly, we've always got a favourite Taylor Swift song, haven't we? We've always got a favourite, um, uh, you know, like I'd say ABBA, but we've all got pop songs that we like, you know. But we probably we don't bring them out, you know. Um, even like karaoke. Um, I've never done karaoke. Um, I don't know if you can hear that, but the house where I'm staying is next to uh, some kind of nursery school. So now the kids have been let out. Of course they are. It's um, it's the afternoon, so of of course. And 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 I put signs up everywhere saying, "Fifan, the Our Picture Podcast is being recorded. Have some respect, bitches." Um, yo, 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 listen to me now It is me um, But no, nothing, didn't even listen Buddy kids um, So yeah, so we've all got that secret kind of And the karaoke thing I've never, never done it I've, I've always wanted to do it But um, I've, I've got no fear of getting up on stage uh, um, ah, You know what, I say that I do have a fear um, you know, I get nervous all the time. There's that moment just before you go on where you, you know, you know, you think, "What the hell am I doing?" But karaoke, it just—I mean, I just sound like an elk taking a bite on a big high mountain with fog around it. So I don't, I don't sing. So that's the reason. Um, and then I was in Karlstad the night before. I don't know why I haven't spoken Karlstad then, Jan Sherping, but. Oh yeah, uh, sorry, Jan Sherping, after the show, someone tied chocolate muffins um, to the windscreen. We've got a tour car this year, and they've tied, um, they tied muffins onto the windscreen. You know, I mean, I don't know what I wanted from comedy, but I'm not sure the 15 minutes wasted of my life trying to cut those muffins off the windscreen wipers is is what I wanted, you know? I thought maybe it might be, you know, um, speedboats, cigars, sunburn. I've always got sunburn, so I can't get away with that. But no, 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 no. Hard as fuck muffins, that's what I got. Um, and that was the name of my um, first punk band, Hard as Fuck Muffins. Um, yeah, so I and and the the lady who supplied them, which I say thank you to, um, she said, "How were they?" And uh, I said they were nice, but I didn't really try them, only because I kind of feel at my age I need my teeth, you know. And if I was to consume them and they were stuck in my stomach, like a, a brick. 
in 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 mud, I would um, I'd probably have a lot of problems um, getting rid of that. I'd have to go on a toilet on a bus just to shake it up. I think um, I also think that the um, it would be like you know when they they do the drug thing, don't they? they when they're smuggling drugs, they um, they often what do they do? They often swallow stuff, and then the police have to wait around until they comes out. What a job that must be! If if you learn anything from this podcast, don't smuggle. You know, just don't don't do it. Uh, not because of you. But think about those poor people with families who have to wait around for you to pop it out. The unwanted birth is what we'll call that. The birth of a... Yeah. So that happened, um, and Karlstad was a lot of fun. So um, now I'm in London. Now I'm going to do the London... um, uh, um, thing and the amazing thing here is uh christmas celebrations everywhere like totally just kind of people um i mean we're we're, we're still in october don't forget that kids um but i thought it was like halloween was the big one halloween's a weird one um i don't think i'm I'm going to be controversial here i don't think svaria has totally embraced I mean, not even called Sweden. Let's let's call it outside of America. I'm not that sure that other countries have totally embraced it. You know, in in the in the American sense of it, Halloween, it always feels a bit a bit weird. Um, and so you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out: everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. And it can always be strange as well because... Not a lot of older Swedish people are really used to this Halloween nonsense. So when they have these, you know, I mean, you know, you've got to remember if you if you're getting on in life, the less surprises, the less freakiness, the less weird things on a Thursday or Monday night, the better. You know, you've had you've had your life, you know, you've still got your life. But you don't need these two little hobbits dressed as, you know, Freddy Krueger and, and, and Monsters, Inc. with one eye knocking on your door. That could kill you. And then when you go down and you collapse, I mean, the children, they're too young. They don't know. They just want goodies. That's what they're surviving on. So um, that can make it really, really awkward. So um, here's another tip. Don't smuggle. And children, don't kill old people by wearing stupid Halloween costumes. But Halloween's the big one. Uh, my son, uh, Little Goobin, loves Halloween. Absolutely loves it to the point of getting scared. If he uh, gets frightened, um, it's game over, basically. You know, he's, he's, he's the kind of kid that 
everyone puts their hand in the water and then they put a fish in there and he gets bit and he's like, ah, you know, um, which is a ridiculous way to explain that he gets a little bit scared of things. Um, so, uh, so yeah, he, he, he loves it. He loves, you know, he does the whole Halloween, you know, we do the pumpkin, the pumpkin always, the little bumper, um, it always, um, looks so good, doesn't it? But, um, for me, I've made it with like three eyes. Um, I've made it scarier than it should be. And it also stinks, doesn't it? I don't know if you've, um, I don't know. I, I, it, it does, it does reek slightly of, of pumper, which it should, cause it's a pumper, but it rots, you know, the rotting, the rotting smell of pumper. So, um, yeah, Christmas, ah, Christmas, that's what I was talking about. Bloody hell. The thing is with this podcast is there's nobody in the room with me. There's nobody going, mate, carry on, talk about Christmas. So I really hope, I mean, you are, people are listening to this. Please share this podcast, please. I'm really proud of it. And I think the more people listen, the more people will realize that it's not good to have someone talking to themselves. You need friends. No, I, um, I I look at you as friends. Like, you know, I'm talking to you now and I know you're there and you know I'm here. <sighs> Amazing technology. So yeah, Christmas, um, it's all about Christmas here. We're like th- three months out, but you know, loads of streets, Santa Claus and even, even social media, Facebook are like, um, plan now for the festive period, you know, and I don't want to sound old, maybe I am sounding old, but I really don't give a shit about Christmas until about two weeks beforehand, I've never, I've never, New Zealand's very different with Christmas as well, you do have this, um, um, you know the the beautiful thing is like the the white snow santa tomten um little tomten and uh and and it's it's beautiful and all that you know with snow and it's cold in new zealand uh because of the i'd probably say the european kind of influence we have christmas obviously at the same time in december um and it's hot hot as shit, so it's our summer, so it can get a little bit um, ridiculous, because you sit there um, when you really should be at the beach, but you sit there, and I mean, New Zealand's getting better, we're kind of, we've, we've, you know, we've gone for the barbecue, the grill, but for a while there, we had just these roast dinners, and we would dress up really smartly for Christmas, and we would sit there, and we would just melt because it was too hot you know so um so yeah we decided that we would change it all um and so christmas for me is just another day just another day away from the beach um but uh it is very different you know especially the 24th as well that the swedes uh, celebrate the day before i normally celebrate and in new zealand it's the 25th morning but the Swedes celebrate the 24th and you give the gifts away in the evening. You 
people. Those poor children. They know the story. They know Tompton's arrived. They know the gifts. The gifts are in the house. And you still make them wait. I think it it gets them used to queuing. That's the kind of Swedish attitude, I think. Um, That um, they can wait. Because you love a wait. Actually, you accept a wait. You accept that delay. You know? Look at the train service. Look at if you're waiting for the food. And at the end, people just go... So, um, yeah. I um, Merry Christmas. Merry bloody Christmas. And I just wish I'd held that woman's hand like we all do. Um, so I've got two questions. Um, one from Lena in Helsingborg. Um, and she has said to me, do you exaggerate any of your stories? Um, no. As I'm talking to five million people, um, no, I don't. I don't exaggerate. I don't think I. Um, uh, I, I think what happens is you 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 get an idea. It, it's weird. I, do you know what? I, I possibly exaggerate a story or an idea on stage. I, I still keep the truth. So the thing has to have happened. I don't. I don't. In, in my big stories, I don't make them up, you know. Um, so um, so when I do a bit of stand-up, you, you, you just think of different situations. And uh, I like the idea of um, telling a story and putting the, 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 almost the pictures, the, the, the images in people's heads, you know. So the exaggeration... The, the form of exaggeration that you've got to be careful with is you, with comedy, you can't be like, so I, I was in this restaurant the other day and a giraffe walked in because people are like, well, that's bullshit, unless you're at Cole Morden, mate. Um, so I, I kind of, I think comedy is, um, is an exaggerated form of what I, um, of what I am really. Um, I, you know, I, and, it, and it's very difficult comedy when you finish a gig because the adrenaline and the bloody muffins that are on the windscreen, the adrenaline's quite freaky because it's it's that bungee jump, it's that thrill, it's the greatest thing I've ever done, and then it's finished. So you're like, Ugh! so you, you've you've kind of got to be careful, you know, um, uh, afterwards, you know, because that's when silly things happen. So. I um I I don't I don't exaggerate to a, to a massive lie. I just try and make it funny. I struggle socially. Um, like I I can go to a party and I feel that the people think I should be funny. Okay, so they think um, you know when I walk in um, that. That's the comedian. Even even if I'm just around there for dinner, you know, it's, it's it's a weird one because it's not like if you're a doctor and you go to a party, people don't expect you to check their ankles or or, or you know check their breathing. I suppose they. I wonder if they do. Not 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 not. I wonder if they get asked a lot. 
you know, I'm sure dentists get asked about their teeth or, uh, like, you know, like gardeners, like, what's a good time to put roses down? Maybe they get those kind of questions. So maybe, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about there. Maybe people who, I mean, electricians, um, actually at the Jan Sherpen gig, there was a color blind paint expert. How brilliant is that? It's amazing. A color blind painting expert. I mean, that's why there's so many like purple houses around the Yon Sherping area because people thought they were painting that you know blue or something blue. Why would you paint your house blue? Um, so yeah, Lena, I do exaggerate the stories, um, and uh, I, um, I I try to be as much as myself as possible, you know, um, and I think you have to have confidence to do comedy or else you'd never get up there. So like, you'd have to be like put in a headlock and, or maybe tied up like Hannibal Lecter and brought out, take the mask off and people would run away, you know? Um, and then you'd do the comedy, you know, you'd be terrified. Um, so you do have to have some form of confidence, but, um, uh, and, and that's quite weird is because I, you know, you have that form of confidence, but I don't know how, I, I never know how it's going to go because my my style of comedy tends to be kind of improvising, you know? So I, I'm never quite sure. I mean, even this podcast, you must realize by now that there is no system or method to this podcast. I just turn the button on and I talk and I want to entertain you, I want to make you laugh, I want to be in your headphones, I want to be in your ears. Um, so that's where I come from and this is why I've set this podcast up to just chat, just to do it, you know? And who knows what could happen? I don't know what can happen. Um, and then the final question is from Victor in Lynn Sherping, Lynn Sherping, it's Long Sherping, Long Sherping, it's from Long Sherping, which is Sherping, like Sherping, that's a child that you might hear in the background, who I haven't heard at all, but um, seems to be crying quite big, what, oh, it'll be fun, what's the least thing about your life, What's the thing you least like about your life? What's the thing you least like about life? Um, that I don't relax sometimes. That I don't... Um, I realise how what an amazing job I have and what fun and what, what the world is. That, that I've got no problem with that at all. Um, but um, some days I... I worry too much, I think. I think that's the least thing I like about my life, you know. And strange children shouting outside the room in which I'm recording this podcast. That's the least. Um, I don't know. I, I, don't, get, I don't get too angry. I, I can, I, it can be very Swedish. I, I mean, Swedes, anger can be quite suppressed. So I can be in a situation, I can just walk away, you know. And I, maybe that's the best thing to do. I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. And, um, you know, there are people 
there was all that thing at school, wasn't there? Where they were, you, you know, if you couldn't fight, you had to make them laugh. Um, I'm not quite sure about that one, but um, I'm not I'm not a fighter at all. So um, <laughs> I um, maybe that is the least thing. Maybe I, I, I wish I could stand up for myself in situations. You know, um, if I see something, it actually happened the other day. Yeah, it's um, what happened was. We were walking along, um, me and my lovely wife and my wonderful kids, and uh, and then this kid came through and was like crying, and there was like a five or six gang kind of, you know, like the youth, you know. Um, if you don't wear a hoodie, you ain't my hoodie, um, and it was um, it was kind of quite tense. And my wife gets involved, you know. She's like, um, you know, stop and uh, what's happening here? What can we do? And I'm very much of the world of just keep on walking. Um, Don't get involved. Let them sort it out. They're teenagers. This is what they do. Um, But uh, apparently he got really angry, the kid. Um, And then we found out later on he he was going to go home and and get a hammer and come back. Or something like that. <laughs> um, not MC Hammer. I don't know. But um, anyway, it didn't happen. Nothing. Not, you know, I didn't read in the internet. Children hit by hammers. Um, so it was um, just a little, you know, when you're that age, your, your, your emotions are ridiculous, you know. That's why I think, actually, I've never been really good at is um, with the girls, you know, the um Al Pitcher was not, I mean, I was just emotionally, as a teenager, I was just uh, an absolute disaster, you know. I used to ring up girls in different voices and pretend to, uh, I I mean, it sounds creepy, doesn't it? But it wasn't, it was me making sure that I didn't get caught out. That was the thing, that I didn't embarrass myself. So, um, so yeah, and, 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 Ah, oh, it was ridiculous. I met this girl once at a party, and I, I really, really liked her. I'm not even going to say her name because I don't bring up the memories. And um, and I don't know why, but just at this party, she just started kissing me. Yeah, and I didn't know what to do. And I was up against the wall, and she was kissing me, and it was like the greatest moment ever. But then the next day when I rang, she going, oh, no, it's just... I was just trying to, you know, kind of not turn you off, but I was just trying to tell you that uh, it won't work. What a ridiculous way to do it. By kissing me, giving me hope. That's like putting some a bit of cheese for a mouse to pick up. Isn't it? Ridiculous. Ah, oh, even to this day, I feel sorry for my little self. That day... That night, those weeks after, I was broken, and 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 like relationship-wise and everything like that. Pitcher's not good at that. Um, breaking up with girls and stuff like that, not good. That's why I've got the most amazing wife now. She's just the best. So if you find that that love, you know, just hang on to it, even if it's like a. A bull on ecstasy, just hang on to those horns and, you know, I mean, what I'm saying is you're riding the bull. Don't just hold on to the horns. 
um, you're riding the bull and sometimes you'll try and get, you know, uh, flicked off. I don't know if that's the right word. Um, don't get flicked off. Oof. Or try and get flicked off. I don't know, what, whatever you like. Um, and uh, that's why it's great. So, I, yeah, so so growing up as a teenager, I was a, I was a real, real mess. Um, I just couldn't talk to girls. And girls just want you to talk to them just be nice but um yeah i was an idiot so um that's that i think i've covered that there's the least thing about me that i like and another thing is not explaining myself that well um in 10 minutes um so this week i'm in london um it's sold out tonight um in in leicester square so that's cool um and then friday i'm going to knee sherping that's October the 16th, is it? Yeah, October the 16th. And that starts at 1900. Uh, most of the shows start at 1930. Knee starts at 1900. So if you know anybody in knee or you're in knee or you're near knee um, spread the word, spread the word. And then Saturday, one of my favorite places to do comedy, Yavla, um, who have got a brilliant comedy club up there called Gusta. If you're ever about on a Wednesday, um, they have a brilliant lineup all the time. It's one of the best, and it's it's quite difficult to get in. So get there early and um, um, and come and watch because I think that's one of the premium um, Swedish comedy clubs. Um, so I'll go back to Javla. Go to the Javla Theatre. Very very close to being sold out. Um, and uh, one time. There was one ticket left at a venue, and for a week, no one bought it. So I bought it myself. Showbiz secret. Cost me 300 kroner. But, should I have said that? Yeah, I said that. Yeah, and then another time, I booked uh, Gruben, and we sold 50 tickets, and I bought the rest of them, and lost my family and my house. Um, yeah, but Yavla was really good fun last time I was there. Um, if you are coming back to the show, there's like maybe 20 to 25% of it is new. Um, again, the improvising, the messing around is going to be fun. So you're still going to get that. Um, but Yavla, I was there near Christmas. So I was there in September. No, I was there in December. It was Lucia. Yes, it was Lucia. That's right. And we did... Uh, I did a Lucia and I, I brought a candle on and everyone was singing and then I just blew the candle out and I'll be honest with you it was a slight anticlimax. I think they expected a bit more but all we did was make my dream come true that I could play Lucia so there we go um, I really hope you've enjoyed this this is episode 5 of Fifan, the Owl Pitcher podcast. If you have any any feedback, any questions, I know there was a question about um, when in Rome. Someone asked me that about when in Rome do you do what Rome do? Um, I'll answer that in the next podcast because I, I want to get the person who asked me. Not going to not going to get the person when in Rome hunt down the person. Um, although I did watch Gladiator the other day. What a film that is, eh? Watch the uh, extended version. My name is Maximus. 
Um, yeah, so uh, um, thank you so, so much. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Um, go to www.alpitcher.se. Um, buy your tickets, come to the show. My name is Maximus. Um, and um, father of a murdered son, husband of a murdered wife. Um, thank you so much for listening. I hope this has made you laugh. I hope this has made you think that life is absolutely good. <laughs>